New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. You know, it's days like this. It really is. It's days like this that just make it all worth it. It really makes it so worth being a wrestling fan. In case any of you out there didn't hear this, just put a tear to my eye. Thank you. That's Star One for questions over the phone lines. And we do have Mike Johnson with PW Insider. Been on hold since the conference call. Conference call, right here. I never left. I'm still. I've been here the whole time. Um, obviously, a really good show. Thank you for uh, taking the question. Um, the thought process behind the, as you mentioned, the three stages of hell. Obviously, a lot of weapons, a lot of violence, even some barbed wire. I have to ask your father-in-law in the last stockholders conference call mentioned that the company would not go towards blood and guts and things of that. He had said that WWE had graduated from that. But there were obviously, even though there wasn't any really heavy blood loss here, there were obviously allusions to that sort of style with the barbed wire on the top of the cage and the heavy weaponry being used. So how do you rectify between one and the other? Uh, when you say there was uh, very little blood, you mean none? Hey, it there looked like no there was blood, some blood no. on the back of Adam Cole. No, it looked like there was some blood in the back of Adam Cole's back when the match was over. Honest to God, you're going to call me out on that? Like he gets scraped on the table and no, like no. you are digging. No, no, honest to God, you're digging deep, reaching for this one. I, I got to tell you guys, there was nothing in that cage except for the barbed wire at the top, which didn't get used. Did not get used. There was nothing in that cage that you haven't been seeing on TV in WWE for consistently. So to say this is uh, some kind of, man, you guys got to get off your conspiracy theory stuff. You're digging hard, but you're making yourself look stupid. And I'm, not, I'm not trying to create. I just mean everybody in general, man. You're digging hard for something that ain't there. Well, here, here's my point is that Vince just said, we're not going to go that route. We go left and NXT goes a little right. My question. No, 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 no. My question here is how do you Okay. Yeah, he what did he say? Blood and guts. Blood. Did you see blood? Intentional blood. I'm no, asking you I the did question. Not, but right. I didn't hear that, but the right. inference You just it, answered the No, you just answered the question. <laughs> you just answered the question. There wasn't any. So what you're digging for isn't there. Like, that's the ridiculous thing of this. There was nothing in there that you had not seen. Barbed wire as a deterrent from people leaving the cage did not get used. Nobody intentionally bled. There was no blood anywhere. There were chairs. There were kendo sticks. I mean, it's all stuff. Uh, they were different kind of pliers, weren't needle nose, but I guess if you want to go there, maybe those were different. But like, what, what, what else was different? What was the gore and the guts that we went to 
that is making you say this was a, a, a different turn? No, I'm asking where where do you rectify the the idea that he, he said we're not going to go that way, and then you tease it. That, I'm talking about the tease more than the actual so physicality. That, like, is there a is there a so conversation? That, so is there a point where you cannot go any further? That's my yeah. That we didn't go any further. It, 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 like a tease, we didn't. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. You're digging we go, something okay, there. Okay, we're going. Uh, and then, uh, the, 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 That wasn't altered, and contrary to rumors out there, that wasn't me in that room laughing along, that fucking troll. Oh, my God, that car accident you had a long time ago, Mike. I think uh, you should have got your head examined. Jesus Christ. When people out there always hear me talk about goofy websites and goofy podcasters, that is the quintessential example. I mean, I understand people are excited about AEW. That is a goof where it hurts AEW a lot more than it helps. This guy, first of all, the idea of him saying your father-in-law, you you don't personalize when you're right. on a conference call. That's number one, this right. fucking goof. You know, and the second thing is, is that he tried to get controversial with the blood and guts, and there was none. It was all props. And this motherfucker, I mean, people were laughing at him. And PW, this is why, like I said, 20 years ago about this fucking Hobbit and Dave Shear and all these other fucking Matarazzas. Imagine him going to a club. I mean, notice how none of them, for the most part, have any mates. And if they do, I don't even, I, I don't know how, maybe they were in a hyper, hypodermic chamber because they look like fucking apes from the 1400s. And, and we're talking about Mike Johnson. I mean, come on, man. They're like fucking, like premature fucking imbeciles. I mean, that's the journalistic excellence that you have been fucking seeing on these websites for 20 plus years. My God, I'm telling you, Mike, I'm just joking. I don't, it's nothing personal, but serious, man. If there was ever a time that I was going to get close to ejaculating to a man, you can the closest, seriously. He just brought such a tear to my eye, and trust me, I ain't any better. But you know what? I ain't fucking caught getting, you know, just totally owned by Triple H on a conference call. I avoid the conference call entirely. Fucking goof. Fucking well, goof. Well, you know, that's just it. You get an opportunity to talk to Triple H like that. That's your question. That's what you got. <laughs> and you're right, DT. When you personalize it, you come off passive aggressive. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to do the gotcha where, you know, yeah. the the blood and guts was a shot towards AEW because of the chair shot and the blood. And he thought he was going to have a gotcha. This way, AEW could give him a hand job, just like Court Bauer did in 2000 and fucking whatever, when you tried mm -hmm. to fuck Frank Goodman and 
USA Pro, you cocksucker fucking little troll. Oh, man, the, the gift that keeps on giving. Like I said, you know, I think Mike is married, but Dave, in a, can you imagine him in a club? And he picks up, whether it's a woman or a man or whatever his preference is. I'm cool with that. I mean, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a journalist. Oh, you write for the New York Times? No, I couldn't hear that. What, what was it? The Daily News? No. And then they go on the website and you fucking got pop-ups that have been out of, out of fucking style since 2004. My God, the gift is, just keeps on giving. If I was in such a bad mood, yeah. From now on, whenever I'm in a bad mood and it's wrestling related, I just turn that on, close my eyes, and just picture this guy almost crying, hearing people that he has no idea. I mean, what's the next fucking scoop on PW Insider? The identity of everybody who was laughing at this goof? Fucking loser. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. What's up, everyone? It is Monday night, August 12th, 2019. Welcome to this edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony, and he is... Kev Castle. What's up, dude? No, what's going on? That was a good way to to start the show. Oh, man. It's just, you know, it breaks the ice. I mean, it's just... uh, What a a wonderful moment in the history of pro wrestling, seriously. And you know what's sad about that? That will live in infamy. So so if this guy ever somehow gets some operation where he actually looks like a decent, like, attractive man, and he meets, like, the man or the woman of his dreams, you know, if if he's not married anymore, I mean, could you just imagine, like, oh, I'm a respective journalist in the world of pro wrestling. Oh, really? You know, oh, I I used to watch wrestling, DX, Triple H. Oh, yeah, actually, uh, you know, I kind of know Triple H. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. And the person does the YouTube search and then sees here's that fucking thing. I mean, oh my God. Well, if, he's getting sur- <laughs> if he's getting surgery on the table, the doctor could fuck with him and go, there might be some blood and guts in this. I don't know. but yeah, Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking a, a lot about, I met him. I actually, I never, I never met him. I, I, I don't the, know. the Jersey old pro wrestling event where homicide was brawling into the fucking stands and brawled like right next to us and Louie and all, we were all sitting in the stands um, he actually was there and we were talking a little bit and, you know, look, he, he's not a bad guy, but you know, when you, you see what these snakes in the grass do with the gotcha stuff to try to get the fucking hand job from AEW and this, this yeah. and that, that is the perfect example of a goof. I mean, you know, how after 20 some odd years, I mean, when you watch a match, I mean, there's props. I mean, they're, 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 could you imagine if Undertaker and Kane had the fucking fire match now? I mean, did yeah. they actually get burned? I mean, it was just a, a visual. That, that match that he was talking about was a deterrent. He tried to do the gotcha, and this guy is just getting lambasted. And you know what? It's just a wonderful day. It really is. I mean, as excited as some of you are about Sasha Banks returning, just multiply that by a hundred. That's how I feel right now. Just, just a wonderful day. (laughs) I think Uh, Triple H Triple H handled that very well, by the way. Yeah, look again. You know, I'm no better. I'm sure a lot of people in uh, the pro wrestling big time promotions like. 
he's fucking goof talking. The no, but if you got an opportunity, if you got an opportunity going to conference call, you wouldn't have said that. No, I wouldn't have said yeah, that. Yeah. I would have yeah. showed respect no matter what, and I would have asked a legitimate fucking question. I yeah, mean, you would ask the legitimate. I don't even know. That was, I, what was, I, all the stuff you can ask, that was what you asked? It was a gotcha question. It was a gotcha question because, you know, when Vince said, you know, we're not going to do blood and guts, and Cody and some people in AEW took it personally, which I think they have a right to because they're really, you know, busting their ass to really have AEW start with a bang. I mean, yeah. nobody likes competition. I mean, it's the, whether you're a guy trying to win a girl or you're a business that's starting out new. I mean, yeah. I, even if you have the most established fucking restaurant or a pizzeria, you got someone that opens down the block. You could throw, you know, brush it off like, ah, oh, he's a new person. We've been around 50 years, 60 years. We're not. But still, you're like, you know what? For every person that goes to that pizzeria down the block instead of mine, that is fucking $3 a slice that I am losing. And that's why AEW, I think everybody will will admit that it's not competition for WWE, just like Lucha Underground and TNA and, and a lot of the other promotions were. And TNA probably came the closest since WCW closed its doors. But still, when you are, when it's business, that's what a lot of people don't understand. When it's business, it's not personal. And WWE, although AEW is not a threat in any way, shape, or form, for every fan that spends money on AEW, you know, not every fan is going to spend the same amount still on WWE. They may direct all of the money that they can spend. Just like, look, when we have the Patreon, we have some people that'll say, hey, look, man, you know, this month I'm going to subscribe to you, but next month I'm going to subscribe to Soup, and a month after I'm going to subscribe to Stell and the other month. Because, look, not everybody fucking has unlimited fucking, you know, right. amounts of money. So for every person that decides I'm going to spend this money towards AEW, that's money that's not being spent to WWE. And WWE, they need to be greedy ass motherfuckers. You know, you have to take it like, uh-uh, nobody's taking a dollar out of my pocket. And it's right. not personal. But a lot of people take it personal. The people that work for AEW have every right to take it personal. But this fucking goof, Mike Johnson, and Devin Stabling Guts, I'll show him conference call. Oh, oh, I'm gonna fuck this. Is, this is my this is my chance. This, this is my chance. Could you? I'm telling you, this guy with. First of all, Mike, how the fuck are you going to conference call with fucking DSL dial up? I didn't manipulate his audio. Everyone, that's actually how. He came off in the conference. Oh, I was going to ask you, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, that, how the fuck you do that? Seriously, this Not even old school Kevin Castle would have done that. Let me let me tell you something. I, I am dead serious when I say this. Mike Johnson was in his home when that conference call came, even though he was in his home and it was a phone call, not a video call. Something right. tells me that he fucking put on his fucking deodorant, that he fucking combed his fucking goofy hair. He fucking put on his, his typical ugly polo shirt. He might've even fucking put a little of eyeshadow on and looked in the mirror and said, go get him, go get him. And he fucking did the conference call. My God, I hope to, could you, I bet you he probably had like 40 people in his house for like a barbecue. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to talk to Triple H and I'm going to throw the AEW back in his face and I'm going to be a legend. Oh, everybody got everybody gather around. I'm going to put Triple H on blast. You, you know, what would be worse if all those, if that oh, laughter man. you heard was oh. from Mike's house. 
Could you imagine? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, my, oh god. my god! I felt I. I it would all look. I'm kind of cringy. It was. It was cringy. It was kind of cringy. It was awkward. I mean. You know, listen, the dead silence yesterday from the SummerSlam recap was because of a little technical issue, you know, on one of our, our Mish's part. You know, I talked to Mish today, by the way, everybody. Yeah, I, I spoke to him too. He's okay. Yeah, and um, look, you know, for people out there that didn't like, you know, me talking all that much yesterday, I I owned it. I was used to the idea of the two-man tr- thing, and we got on conversations, and I totally forgot about all the hosts that were on. And, you know, what? for people out there that took it fucking personal or took personal about the, some heated debate or discussion you and I had, you know, I t- like I said to everybody out there, if you, co- if you feel uncomfortable about stuff like that, go listen to Mike Johnson. Seriously, go listen to somebody else. Yeah, because it was, fine. it was totally fine. Yeah, there's nothing personal. It's, you know, when, when, when we have debates and discussions, you know, the idea is, is to fucking try to win it, even if you're wrong. I, I mean, Scarlett Bordeaux, unfortunately, I had to take the side that, you know, there's really no it way to popular. win. You, t- you, you took the unpopular that, side. That yeah. fucking Spaniard deserved to get a baseball bat broken over his mouth. But I had to take that side. I did my best and I fucking con- convinced myself I'm going to win that argument. And, you know, I didn't, you know, it is what it is, but, um, you know, everyone, please, I've lost, I've lost, my, I've, I've lost my share, so I can't say anything. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I revealed on blah, blah, blah Friday, why a lot of the shots that I take on Twitter are not directed towards anybody individually. And I threw something out there that pretty much will back it up 200%. If you didn't hear blah, 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 I'm not going to get into it now, but, uh, you know, before we talk about Sasha Banks coming back, which we actually were mentioning yesterday on the SummerSlam recap, um, my God, Drew McIntyre and fucking Cedric Alexander, Cedric, yeah. when that match was announced tonight, I my original thought was, here's the match that nobody fucking asked for that's happening once again. I'm like, why uh, is this happening week in and week out? By the, It's almost similar to what happened with Seth Rollins yesterday at SummerSlam. By the end of the match, I was like, wow, that was fucking good. I mean, it, they, yeah, it really was. I mean, those two guys, I know I'm, I'm kind of hard on Alexander. I mean, look, he still comes out to very, very little reaction. Uh, but still they, they gel great together. And, um, it, it's, just, it's a shame that there wasn't more, uh, people backing Cedric or even Drew McIntyre to an extent, because that arguably could be one of the highlighted feuds of the summer. Uh, it was just an, an awesome match and it gelled and my God, the finish was fucking phenomenal. I really, out of everything tonight, even the Sasha Banks return, I really had to bring up McIntyre and Alexander. I think they deserve to get major props tonight, without a doubt. I agree with you. I thought it was a great match. I mean, I, that that almost got overlooked. You're right, because of the Sasha thing that, that happened, but that was a great match. I think, uh, you know, Cedric has all the abilities he needs an opportunity that's they say the same thing for buddy murphy by the way um but cedric's got the talent and i think no no one is against him getting any kind of push and if it's got to be a drew mcintyre it's not really expense but let's face it drew's got his own mountains to climb he wants to get to that champion level that that he's missing coming so close but still not yet so he's uh helping get cedric over and that's that's good you wouldn't you look at that on paper dt you're like uh 
But in, in the ring, they really pulled it off. It was yeah. a great match. Probably the best match tonight on Raw. And you know what? We might have the little prelude of King McIntyre. Yeah, I'm thinking he, he's probably going to be the king it's of the ring. Po- you know what? I, I was thinking of all the participants, and I was putting King before their name. And I know it sounds goofy to say that, but when I actually look at the list of names that they have already shown uh, photos of tonight announcing for King of the Ring, um, the two that actually sound the best, I use one baby face and one heel. I think King McIntyre or King Ricochet. I, I don't know why, but King Ricochet actually, as ridiculous as we, we laugh at the fucking, like the fucking cartoon, the, 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 the bullet, you yeah. know, what was, what was the fucking Mexican skunk? Oh, I talk about, um, uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Somebody uh, in the chat room knows who I'm Speedy, Gun- Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. I mean, even though it sounds like it's from a fucking Speedy Gonzalez episode, you know, the ka-ching. But the, but the well, you also have the Ricochet Rabbit. When we were growing up, they had that cartoon Ricochet Rabbit. Oh, yeah, mean? sure. Yeah. Bing, 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 Ricochet yeah, yeah. Rabbit. Sure. That was it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, at the very end of Raw tonight, they said the beginning of the King of the Ring. So it doesn't look like next week's Raw will be in the entire tournament. Um, and thank God it's not because although Raw seemed a lot better this week, you look at the match results and there were three matches that went under 90 seconds. There were three others that didn't even go four minutes. I mean, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors right now and you can't maintain all of that. Um, a lot of the matches were garbage and I'm sorry, man, I am totally sick of the Viking Raiders beating up scrubs and I don't like using baseball analogies so much, but I'm going to use one right now for anybody out there. Even if you live in a different country and you don't follow baseball, take the one sport that you absolutely love. Take your favorite professional, you know, top team that you love and then week in and week out and week in and week out, that team is beating and destroying a high school team and then going on social media or others fucking trying to brag that the New York Yankees beat fucking Holy Cross High School 28 to 2. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to do like a, a novelty game or for charity, you know, that's one thing. But week in and week out, we see a major league baseball team destroying a single a baseball team and i'm sorry it gets this ryback you got away with because ryback he showed off he had two guys on top of his back i think one time he may have had three or maybe it was stroman those two guys pulled it off the viking raiders i'm sorry it's it's not worth it's not working the way that uh, wwe thinks that it is what do you th- what, what should they do with these guys um, I don't know because I feel the pattern with AOP. I mean, look at heavy machinery. Uh, look, I know, you know, that there's some excuses are injury related. Absolutely. But even, you know, when injuries weren't the, the issue, I mean, there was a lot of things that you just felt like that they're, you, you know, they're not pushing them far enough. The street profits, they haven't wrestled yet on the main roster. Um, but they're great with the backstage skits. But today, yeah. you know, I thought it was a little bit overkill. I mean, I 
loved this segment with Ric Flair yesterday. I loved this segment with Kurt Angle last week. I mentioned it yesterday that I think the reason why they did this segment last week was because Kurt Angle was celebrating seven years of, of sobriety. And um, they did a little satire from that. In fact, I can almost bet the ranch on it. But Rey Mysterio, the whole storyline is that he lost and he keeps losing and he's thinking about his family. And that wasn't meant to be a funny segment. And to go right to the street profits and go in 619, booyaka, booyaka. I'm like, get the fuck up. Seriously, that, that was a big misstep by WWE. I mean, just shut the fuck up. Seriously, that, that and it's not their fault. This is WWE doing the segment. I thought that was just absolutely stupid to try to yeah. like turn it into a little bit of comedy. Get the fuck out of here. Bad timing. Bad timing. But uh, let's talk about Sasha Banks. Oh, um, yeah. Made the return today. You know, look, we said on the show yesterday, she needs to come back. She needs to be healed. And we got both tonight. The only difference is, you know, different color hair. Um, went right at Natty. Uh, you know, look, I, uh, by the way, let's mention Natty cutting a promo about her father's anniversary of his death. You know, look, I, I understand why they did it, because if you're going to be the ultimate asshole, you be the ultimate asshole and you interrupt somebody talking about their father being passed away. I mean, I think that's the ultimate disrespect you can do. In fact, I think some people on social media, I wouldn't be surprised tonight if they just think that that, that that's almost on the level of bringing up Roman Reigns' leukemia by Dean Ambrose, or they want the Dean Ambrose. You right. understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't go there, but that's designed for that. Um, look, uh, I said last year, Natty being moved to Raw was the most important person in that whole shifting of, you know, talent. I've said that. I've praised Natty to the moon. Uh, it's sad that Jim Neanvil was taken away way too soon. But I'm going to say it, and I'm sorry if it offends people. I've said it before. You take away, it seems, I'll say it like this. Jim Neanvil Nighthawks passing over the last 12 months seems to be the one thing that gets Natty the most of a, of a positive reaction from fans. Like, it's just almost no reaction all the time. And everybody does care about her and they appreciate her and they know she's a top talent, but she's just not the, you know, the, she does not garnish the reaction that she should, especially no. after all this time. You get certain sometimes to a veteran status that you know that someone is starting to be on their way out and you show a little bit of appreciation, a little bit of thank you as, as a way back. You don't wait until their final match and go, thank you, daddy. So I, I don't know. It's She came out, very little reaction, had brought up the father once again. Very and, little reaction. Yeah, like it's yeah. like, you know, Chan Anvil, but that was designed to make uh, Sasha even nastier. Oh, no, I know. But I think Natty, again, there's a disconnect. She's never really connected to the fans. I think she's good backstage and make a wish and one-on-one -on -one with the fans from what I've seen. But in that ring, she can't connect with a promo. She just doesn't. She doesn't have that. She doesn't have that aspect to her. I think the fans all, you're right, DT. She's been there a long time. She's kind of like the, the veteran woman at this point. She's on winding down. I could picture her working with Sarah Del Rey down at NXT and training girls and everything. I think that's her destiny or, an, or a female agent. I just think that's her destiny. But I think her career is winding down. And it's, I just think the fans are like, all right, you know, disappear for a little while. We'll appreciate you a lot more. But obviously, it was the right way to introduce or reintroduce uh, Miss Banks now back with her new hair color. 
Yeah, I mean, it, what what looked like tonight was what fans wanted with Bailey a year or so ago. Right. When Bailey showed that little hint of anger towards Sasha Banks, fucking crowd ate it up. And then unfortunately it did not last. If you basically re- do reverse roles, I mean, it's, it's the carbon copy of it. But the difference is, is that this attitude is, is here to stay for a while with Sasha. And plus, you know, look, you know, not everybody out there has been the greatest Sasha Banks fan. I have been critical. You know, it's funny I that I got actually a kick out of Corey Graves tonight saying, keep posting your cryptic tweets on fucking Instagram because that's that's what I've been knocking her for more than anything is these cryptic fucking tweets. The far is fucking teasing this, teasing that. It's like, yeah, fuck out of here, you know, but... Now she's going to use that to her advantage because fans who are really into Sasha are going to remain, you know, into Sasha. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, for those out there that are uh, looking at Sasha as a role model, I don't know how much she's going to interact (laughs) on social media with them anymore. Um, I, I wonder, and I'm not saying this to sound like an asshole, but and maybe some people even know it when she fucking hugged that little girl earlier and gave her the fucking charm thing. Mm-hmm. I I almost felt like that's got to be a friend or a relative or maybe somebody you know make the wish that she saw earlier because everybody else it's like oh you know don't don't even breathe on my shoulder pad you know yeah. what I mean it's just but uh, she looked great she changed her hair color to blue beat the fuck out of Natty. Uh, fans were going, thank you, Sasha, which uh, was, you know, I'm sure Natty wasn't all that thrilled about. And uh, <laughs> then she went at it with Becky Lynch. Um, I wonder what's going to happen with her and Bailey. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, restricted to just her and Becky Lynch. But, hey, you know, if this is a way to, you know, shift Becky Lynch to a new feud, you know, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Those two can go. No, it's not a bad idea at all. And that's the kind of opponent Becky needs. Let's be honest. I mean, Lacey Evans, Natty. I mean, what, what are we doing here with our? She doesn't really have anybody to sink her teeth into. And it's certainly not going to get Becky over anymore. We Her decline has been not drastic, but noticeable. But I think because people are bored. You know, she's talking a big game. But then again, who are you really fighting? Reminds me of like, remember Rocky? Uh, DT and Rocky Three, where the guy's like, who, who are you fighting? You're fighting a bunch of bums. Yeah. And then uh, when Club Lang approached him, he's like, fight me. You, you, oh, I've won my last 10 fights. Yeah, against nobody. So right. what? But that's true. Even in a, in a worked situation, she has to have some sort of competition. I, I think that's what hurt Becky's popularity. And I think people are like, eh, you know, there's nothing really to, to well, sink my teeth. Right, I mean, you know? Becky did beat Charlotte. And Ronda Rousey and Natty. Well, after WrestleMania, it declined, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, because when Ronda Rousey left, there went, you know, a lot of the buzz and the momentum and this overinflation. I mean, look, we talked about it last year. WWE sacrificed way too many people for the at the expense of pushing the three women to main event mania. And what you have left is the damage from it. It's almost like when you have... Um, you know, as far as the women go, you have 18 classic cars in your garage. 
and you decide that you're going to, you know, just really like keep all 18 up to par. And then there's three of three cars that you focus on more than anything that you're just starting every day and you're, you know, just spending all this crazy amount of time and you're neglecting all the other cars. And yeah, all the other cars still look good. Maybe have a little dust on it, but after a while, you know, you, you, you might have some damage that's going to take some time to repair. And that's pretty much, I mean, again, look at how they handled Charlotte up until now, but, you know, putting aside a little bit of injury, look at fucking, you know, glow girl. I mean, you know, she, she, what is she doing? Dana Brooke, it's my time. Yeah. It's your time to fucking go to, uh, you know, do fitness stuff. I mean, follow footsteps of Caitlin because that seems like her destiny. Um, you look, and it, you look at a lot of the women, there's like no momentum whatsoever. What they did to fucking Oscar is pathetic. I mean, yeah. you know, Kyrie Sane, okay, you know, you know, never had that momentum in the first place. Yo Shirai, limbo, it seems, to a certain extent. But Asuka, I mean, ever since they did that god awful feud with Carmella, her fucking stock just like totally went under the ground. It's almost like, you know, like uh, someone who is in the middle of a relationship having yeah. just everything awesome. Everything couldn't be better. And then you just wake up one day and say, you know, I'm just going to bring up this person. That feels yeah. like what WWE did to Asuka. It, it's just, and, and Cockboy say, saying she's in NXT killing it. Yeah, she should have been on the main roster a fucking year, year and a half ago. Killing in NXT is fine and dandy and everything, but it's, li it's limited. Yeah. yeah, it's very limited. And again, you know, I, I said this on the special episode last week that I did about AEW with the TV deal for week to, you know, going live every week. Um, it's going to be really interesting if WWE puts NXT on cable because it's that's why I feel that the women have never had their own cable TV show because I think WWE wants to keep this fantasy that the women's division is as popular or close to the men's division. It's not a sexist remark. I mean, if the women were that big and that successful, almost to the level of the men, then why would you not have a separate show for them to showcase them more, to, to just to really emphasize them? It, you just don't see it. And I think it's because the minute WWE does that, and then we find out it got a 0 0.8 rating. Then you're like, wait a minute. What happened to this fucking, you know, all this attack? You can't just blame it on Ronda Rousey having babies. And the same thing with NXT. NXT goes to fucking cable and it only does, you know, 200,000 viewers. Wait a minute. You know, WWE, the, the Raw gets almost 3 million how does NXT only get a hundred or two hundred thousand views? Oh, people just don't know it's on cable yet. You know, yeah. watching it every week and having an announcer every five minutes telling you that we'll be on fucking Fox starting October seventh, and doing that and having it all over the websites, they still may not know. You know, all right, maybe you forget the first week. What about the second week and the third week? So yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of ratings NXT actually pulls when it's available to a broad base instead of being hidden in the WWE network. Exactly. You know, so, you know, she, anybody that thinks that Io Shirai um, is best suited in a fucking NXT 
uh, compared to fucking the billion dollar WWE main roster, you know, that's that's selling Io Shirai a little bit short, in my opinion. Yeah, and she's a great heel down. I'm enjoying I like the theme. I like the new uh, image she has. But you're right. She should probably be up here. But then again, they're not doing much with her uh, compatriots there, with Oscar or with uh, Kari Sane. So what, what's so special? What, what's the difference maker for her to get a push? What I'd like to see is I'd like to see Oscar turn heel herself and maybe turn on Kyrie Sane. I think that's going to happen inevitably. I, d- I think it's got to happen like, like now. I mean, don't, you know, don't wait six months or a year. Like right right now, even off the air, right now she should jump. No, around. not right now. I mean, Absolutely. like, you know, within the next week or two, I mean, if they're going to do it, they should do it. I mean, they need to do it now. Get a, Keep the buzz going. There's SmackDown talent, so maybe it could even happen as soon as tomorrow. Uh, there needs to be a little bit of, uh, uh, of something Especially that Paige, you know, apparently may need neck surgery for the for again. I think or oh, she, yeah, she's got to get some surgery. And uh, I thought she looked great tonight. I mean, um, she does look good. I'll give her that. She's a good looking woman. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, especially that she's not going to be in the corner of the of the Kabuki Warriors right now. Maybe you split them up. Yeah, and I don't think she really offers much there anyway. It reminds me of when she's as much you know relevancy as when. The Baron managed powers of pain. I mean, it doesn't really. What is she really doing there? She's just is she eye candy for them? I don't really. What's her purpose? Do you yeah, think she has no connection to them? Not at all. So they're better off getting somebody else. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out our new and returning patrons. First off, uh, Derek Brewer, uh, Zach Spoonamore out in the here. I know those two, two of the three names people know, and G Unit yeah. Jay Gambino. Welcome. Right. They are our new and returning associate producers. And, uh, you know, thank you, uh, my friends, for the support. I yes. will be PMing everybody, uh, the VIPers and the APs tomorrow morning for any questions you may have for tomorrow's show. Um, also, probably do some questions for Breakfast with Blossie as well. And uh, obviously got Dark Chronicles Thursday, too. And uh, might actually bring blah, blah, blah for a second week in a row because a lot of questions came in last time. I also want to shout out uh, our new and returning patrons, Dakota, the cleric of K.S. Thompson. Uh, Fritanga Frit, uh, plays Wayman, G- uh, Officer Jim Bettencourt, Officer, uh, Officer Bettencourt. Thank you uh, for your service. Donnie Souza, Master Gooch, Juan Cueva, Red Standing By, Red Five Standing By, Brandon Jones, Amber Davis, and Chris DeMars. I want to also congratulate Aaron Kloss, who won the SummerSlam Predictions Contest, scored a very impressive 60 out of 61 points. Nice. Yeah, in fact... The only point that he lost was because Kofi and Randy Orton went to a double count out. Otherwise, he would have been perfect, including bonus questions. And uh, Marcus the God, unfortunately, you missed it by one point, but you are the runner-up. So you will get your choice of any uh, video or T-shirt. And um, if you even wanted like one of those puppets from the Firefly Funhouse, you could choose a puppet. From cool. WWE Shop as well. And Aaron, you got the prize wall. So anything you want on there, it's yours. Uh, also want to give some congratulatories to Jillian Hall. She is pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah, she is pregnant. And uh, hopefully, 
her soon-to-be son or daughter sings a lot better than her. Uh, that was, I mean, look, it was an act when she sung horribly like that. She doesn't no. sing that bad, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you know what? We posted the link online. I know a lot of you voted. Charlie Caruso has made it to the semifinals of Miss Health and Fitness, the competition oh. that she's in. So for everyone out there, if you want to help Charlie advance to the finals, you can go to mshealthandfitness.com, go to the competition and vote for Charlie uh, Arnold. I think her last name is actually not Caruso, but uh, you'll, you'll see a picture there and vote for her. I have voted. You can vote once every 24 hours. You know, if she had a couple extra pictures up there, I probably would vote like every hour, you know, maybe, every, you know, every, every time, you know, I, I'm joking, but uh, no, I actually did vote for her. And I know a lot of you out there as well. Um, the Usos were supposed to have an autograph signing this weekend in Canada, and it was canceled because Jimmy Uso is not allowed to go into Canada because of his current arrests. That's right, yeah. It's almost a carbon copy of uh, Marty Jannetty. Remember that, uh, what was that, 05 when we exposed yeah. him? Yes. Jeez. Yeah, we exposed him. He called us liars. We ended up being right. And we weren't. That was, that was, that was 05? I think it was 05. I mean, when he wow, came, God, anyone out there who could someone, and please don't guess, what was the year that he came back? I, he wrestled and WWE was so uh, satisfied with his performance that they were going to offer him a contract. I think he teamed up with Shawn Michaels once. He did, yeah. Then he had the one match. I don't know if it was against Kurt Angle. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember who he faced, but... Then we got the information about, you know, his uh, issues with Florida. I think it was Florida. And he called us liars. And I still have the audio, actually. 2006. All right, I was close. 2006. Yeah, no, no, Bob. Yeah, it's still, it seems like yesterday. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been that many years already. So, but yeah. So, uh, and trust me, when we were talking about Jimmy Uso's DUI uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was told from someone that I truly trust as a source that uh, this time around, um, not only is Jimmy Uso taking it seriously, not only is Naomi taking it seriously, but WWE is taking it very seriously as well. They should. I mean, you know, he probably screwed up a lot of plans. They're a top tag team and, you know, there had to be some sort of repercussion or something was going to affect them down the road. And this was it. Yeah. Chris, I don't know what the legal drinking age is in. Oh, well, actually, Cockboy's asking Chris. I don't think it, it matters what the drinking age is. He just has. It's 19, he, by the way. Yeah. In Canada. He, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's 19. That's great. I remember when I went to Italy in 85, there was no drinking age. M McDonald's yeah, sold one. Right? Like literally like a 13-year-old could have a glass of wine, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll throw a little quick story out there since we don't have that much yeah. to get into tonight. When I went to Italy with my school, I brought a little boombox with me. And at the time, I was DJing a little bit, doing a little bit of mixtapes and stuff. So I brought a bunch of tapes with me to, um, to Italy. And long story short, knock on the door. And uh, we were worried we were getting in trouble because we had um, uh, the music really blasting. And we opened the door and the, the person spoke English and said, uh, that music, what is that? And I don't remember the whole conversation, but the bottom line was, was that the person asked if they could borrow the boombox and the tapes and brought it down into the hotel lobby. And here they are in the fucking hotel lobby, blasting fucking Alicia and fucking whoever it was, you oh, know, wow. Diamond Girl and everything else. 
fucking, um, my God, it was awesome. Because at the time, Italy was a couple of years behind with their dance music. And they're into that shit over there. Oh, yeah. So, Italo Disco. It, uh, yeah. So, anyway, in return, they brought us big jugs of wine. We were in a hotel room drinking like a motherfucker. We went to this club called Dance Electronic. And I'm sure if somebody does a Google search, you will read about it. It was a big club in the 80s in Italy. And supposedly that we were on TV and they were interviewing us because we were from, I don't remember any of this, but my friend said that they were interviewing us because uh, we were from America. And my friend went to the, t to the camera and said something like, your mama. Because I think that's what we all said back in the day. But he said, he didn't curse, but he said like a phrase. And because of that, we didn't make TV. But I blacked out for a day and a half from drinking so much wine. Oh, but I remember going to McDonald's and say, Dami un Big Mac, Dami un Portella del Vino Bianco. And it's give me a Big Mac and a bottle of white wine. Oh, okay. Swear on my mother. True story. No bullshit. <laughs> blacked out for a day and a half. Woke up in some fucking overweight like two, 200 pound fat chick from Texas gave me this crazy hickey on my neck. And I actually do have some photos from that trip. You, you go on my Facebook page. You've seen them. You yeah, know, yeah. that we were in that St. Peter's square and there was like a monument that looked like a top of a head of a penis. And my friend is fucking acting like he's biting on it. And all these other people are in the back, like praising the Sabbath. It was what is that? 85. That's 85. 85. Wow. 85. Good. Yeah. Year. 85. So 85 was a great year actually for music. Yeah, it was very good. Loved it. Um, now I guess maybe a little debate, agreement, disagreement. Um, okay. I know, I know Matt Riddle bumped into Goldberg yesterday and was yep. overdoing it with the bro stuff to me. Once again, just showing disrespect, you know, Goldberg says, don't call me bro. I ain't your bro. Okay. No problem, bro. <laughs> just I, I know it's a lot of it is gimmick, but just to me, it's just like, you know, just fucking asshole. But I was a little surprised. Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, basically yeah. took Goldberg to town also yesterday. And let me just read what he said yeah, read, read, and, read, and tell me what, what your thoughts are, are about it. But after seeing what, you know, Goldberg did to Ziggler yesterday, hopefully you didn't see what Miz did to Ziggler tonight, but, uh, he says, and I quote, maybe if you have a match on Summerfest, you should actually be able to work a match. Goldberg, I am tired of this shit. At one point, someone had, you know, responded back uh, and said Goldberg would probably whip your MMAS. And then Jack Swagger says he can't run a spot. But you think as grandpa, you know, I'm the jerk. How much did he pay you to 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 see grandpa or how much did WWE just pay, you know, to, to see grandpa not fall down? Basically, right. Jack Swagger is he's fucking ripping on Goldberg for um, the way that they used him with Ziggler yesterday. Right. What's, what's your thoughts on what Swagger said? I'm not sure if, you know, some people could say Swagger's trying to, you know, get some publicity from himself. I don't know. No, maybe this DT, there might be just some resentment of certain wrestlers who just do not like Goldberg. They don't like, they're, they're just not a fan and they, they think he's overpaid. I heard he got 700 grand uh, for that man and, and probably sickens a lot of these guys who have, uh, you know, again, you could say, Joe, well, it's not his fault that he didn't make that kind of money in the business. But again, I just think there's some sort of resentment. Now, why the young contingency of guys? I'm not sure. Uh, Jack Swagger, of course, is, is 
not that much older than Matt Riddle. Jack's still in his uh, 30s, right, DT? He's not like 40 yet, is he? He's probably late 30s, Jake Hager. I don't know what he benefits from that. Goldberg's not going to go into MMA fighting or anything. Goldberg's 51 years old. What is what is he going to do? So I don't, there's no end game for that. So I guess maybe it's a legit criticism. Um, maybe he's friends with Matt Riddle. I don't know. I, I don't know what Ziggler thing has to do. It's a work. Uh, so he's not, uh, you know, I know they're friends, uh, Swagger and Ziggler, but that's it's a fucking work. Um, Riddle is know. 33. Uh, okay. Swagger Hager, is, Hager is 37. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. What is, I don't get it. Like that's that the gen, the generation next, I guess, who are having this kind of Goldberg can't work. I never liked them. I have no respect for them. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's being taught to them when they were trained or they were told this is the way you don't work or Goldberg yeah. maybe poster was on a wall yeah. with the trainers who told <laughs> them don't. Don't be like a Goldberg. You know, there's a one in a million. This guy was just an abnormality in the business. He made money, yeah, but he was exposed and he really was, he was only a short-termer. I don't know. I mean, some people could say it about Warrior, but in fairness, Ultimate Warrior worked the territories with Sting. He was in the world class. He worked the territories. Bill Watts, he, he didn't just come in out of a gym and get a push. So a little bit of a different thing there. So if anything, the epitome of a flash in the pan, as Ric Flair likes to say, in my opinion, would be Bill Goldberg. But I don't know where Hager, what his deal is. I, I can't even see, trying to think, would Hager, Swagger had run into Goldberg at all? I don't During, know. No, he wasn't, even, he wasn't even around when Goldberg was was last here. Hager was gone. So I, I don't know. I have. Unless, do, do you think maybe sometimes these guys might run into each other at conventions or autograph sessions sure. or whatever, and there Absolutely. might be some, some issues there? So maybe there's something that goes back with Hager. I'm, I'm curious to research that a little bit more. Uh, the riddle thing, I agree with you to, to the point, uh, DT, of – the bro thing can get a little annoying and okay, you're not in character, you're backstage, you know, just what's, you know, I'm not your bro, but I could picture what Riddle said uh, Goldberg doing, which was shoulder him as he walked by, like intentionally bump him. I could picture Goldberg doing that. Well, I, I will say this. Um, Hager, Swagger, Riddle have one major flaw in their gripe with Goldberg. I've already brought it up with Riddle before. I'm sorry, you know, people who, you know, feel that Riddle could do no wrong. But now you got Swagger doing the same thing. There is one major, major flaw. Now, look, anybody out there that's ever worked a job and then, you know, you're busting your ass. And because, you know, and look, I'm saying this because I'm a heterosexual guy. But I've seen this when I used to work in offices a long time ago. I would be busting my ass fucking doing my work. And then you look over and because this fucking chick that just looks hot, has no bra on, you know, that, you know, she could sit around and fucking do her nails all day. And everybody says, keep doing an awesome job. You're killing it. You'll be, you know, one day you'll take over this place. You know, there is a little bit of jealousy. And I think that there's a little jealousy on behalf of, of both. And you know what, since they are killing themselves, you know, past present, you know, to, to try to make it in wrestling, you know, I guess they have a legitimate gripe why they would be a little annoyed that somebody comes in, works 90 seconds when they're working fucking 15 minutes. But here's the major flaw with Riddle, the major flaw with Hager. And neither one of them, even if if I had a blue check mark next to me, he, he, neither one of them will never fucking say this. And if, and if they did have a, a legitimate answer to it, they're not dumb. They would have thrown this out there from the get-go. 
when Riddle fucking criticizes Goldberg for working the main event in Saudi Arabia, he left out one important tidbit, just like Swagger, who fucking who got really annoyed at the match that WWE uh, at SummerSlam, what happened with uh, Goldberg and Ziggler. They both right. left out one major point. WWE is the motherfucking company that put Goldberg out in the main event in Saudi Arabia. WWE is the motherfucking company that said Goldberg is going to destroy Ziggler in 90 seconds. WWE is the one that went over with both of them. It's not like WWE said, all right, Goldberg, you're going to fucking have this real competitive match. You're going to go back and forth. You know, you're going to work five minutes, but Ziggler is going to do this. Well, well, let's be honest. The detail, I'm sorry to cut you off, but one important thing. Goldberg can't do a lot of stuff, so he's limited. Well, you know, so I don't. I don't think even if they said a fifteen-minute sure. uh, no, no, double, no. double DQ, he couldn't do it. He couldn't no, do I, it. I, I wouldn't expect yeah. him to do it. My point yeah. is, is that when you leave out the fact that WWE is the one that chose Goldberg, that paid Goldberg, that put Goldberg in that position, that right. had Goldberg work ninety seconds, that had Goldberg work Saudi Arabia, when you don't criticize. WWE for putting Goldberg in that spot, your argument is nothing. I don't care how wonderful of a wrestler Riddle is. I don't care how awesome of an MMA guy Swagger is. I don't care if either if either one of them could fucking kill my ass in ten seconds. The point is, is that they're ripping a wrestler's actions that is entertainment. It's not like WWE wanted a competitive five minute match and Goldberg said. I'm doing 90 seconds, take it or leave it. It's not like fucking WWE had uh, Undertaker versus Triple H scheduled for Saudi Arabia and Goldberg fucking flew his own way there and said, no, 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 I'm wrestling this main event. Fucking too bad. You know, WWE, notice how they don't have the balls to criticize WWE. Now, Riddle, common sense, he works for them. He's not going to criticize an employer. He might get fired over it. Swagger, though, to throw these comments out there where it's WWE is the one that put on a sheet that Goldberg's beating Ziggler in 90 seconds. Yeah. I mean, it makes his argument look stupid. I mean, seriously, oh. he, he's, he rips the person. It's almost like somebody who is in a movie and that person gets to fuck the hottest chick in the movie and you get all pissed off saying, you know, this fucking guy, he, he couldn't even fuck a hole in the wall and this, this and that. But meanwhile, fuck all of them. Yeah, wall. but meanwhile, <laughs> in, in the script, in the script, he's supposed to score with the chick. How do you, did you rip Goldberg when it's WWE's the one that fucking creatively did that match? Swagger left that out. How do you leave that out? It's, it's entertainment. He's ripping... Entertainment. He's ripping a predetermined outcome. Um, it's it's ridiculous. And and then tonight they did the same thing with Ziggler and Miz. I mean, what are you going to do? Rip Miz? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, there's just some people who don't like people. I mean, you know, I talk to people too in bands all the time, and I tell them no names mentioned, but even popular bands, and I'll say, oh, we're going to team you guys up with this band. Don't put us on with them. Why? Because I don't respect them. I don't like those guys. What do they do to you? I just don't like them. And I'll be like, okay, this is not really a reason, so we can't, you know, you just scratch your head. You're like, some people just don't like other people. I, I You know, you don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, uh, they have something against people in their profession. It's always guys who are in the same profession, but on different levels. There's a, you could say it's jealousy or or there's something in their head about 
they're not good people. Maybe they would be the best of friends if they got to know each other. But there's some people who just do not like other people and they have really nothing to do with them. I don't get that myself. Yeah. Shout out to our associate producers, Tygsy Bowers, Neil McLeod, Vic Condor, Garcia Keynesian, Black Pixels, Jacob Eston, Michael John Buchanan, um, Stell, Derek Brewer, Jerry Stewart, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lenz, Tony, Chris Harris, Keith Doherty, John Krauser, Roger Rubio, Fatty316, The Man, Stan Loudon, Don Tony's political advisor, D-Boy Gentleman, Ernesto Defensa, Timothy Keel, Kane Shaw, Jeffrey Collins, James Mills, Cockboy, Jay Smoothie, Tom Baffa, Joseph Nicola, Nicola Time, Michael Rhino, Paul Convoy, Adam Demoy, Billy Taylor, Asan Al-Hashmi, Brett Webster, Aaron Kloss, Alton Nahia, Anthony Smith, James Grusa, Mark Israel, Bob O'Mac, CJ Uihara, Crestman, James Deal, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, Diogo Nobre, Sean Coffey, Tim Everhart. Uh, Diogo, I wasn't in the, the uh, Discord earlier today, but I heard that um, you were really going at it with uh, another individual in there. Um, I would just say, look, you know, if you have a problem, and I'm not taking anybody's sides here, but if you have a problem with someone in Discord, I would just block them. Because, yeah, you know, it, it really ruins a lot of the conversation for a lot of others out there. And the reason why I even know about it is because quite a few people on Discord were complaining. Uh, you know, I didn't even know. I didn't even know about it. Diogo's a good guy. I never I, I don't I didn't even know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it either. And look, I'm not saying that Diogo's wrong or right or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, because I, I Diogo I, is good people also. Yeah, but absolutely. apparently, you know, there uh, there was uh, big things going at it in uh, in Discord and a lot of people were complaining. So, you know, I just wanted to just point that out. Uh, shout out to Andrew 914, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Murray Coombs Jr., Douglas McKay, Keith Lee. James Farmer, Gar John Garcia, Mad Dog No Good, Larry Trailer, Tom Pakechi, Zach Spoonamore, Chris Lumna, Rich Mahar, Julian LeBlanc, Big Red, Brandon Rice, Spider Lewin, The Metaphysic Fox, Carl Butoi, Key Cheese of Rice, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, Michael Cuomo. Also, once again, big shout out to our uh, new and returning patrons. Uh, just much appreciated for your support. Uh, G Unit, Jay Gambino, and. Uh, the returning Zach's put them all out in here and they're cool. So definitely uh, thank you once again. Thanks, we'll, guys. we'll give more shout outs a little bit later. Um, you know, look, it's supposed, you know, it's funny. Um, just a lot of goofs on websites making a big deal that Billy Jack Haynes did an interview over the weekend and they revealed that he witnessed two murders back in the 80s. Um, so if you see all these websites that are talking about this big story that Billy Jack Haynes saw two unsolved murders take place in teenagers in the eighties, all uh, news. we've talked about that on our show yeah. at least three times over the years. And why? Because the first names of both of the teens that were murdered that Billy Jack Haynes witnessed in the eighties, their first names are Don and Kev. Yeah, and actually, Billy hit me up the other day to come on the show. I, I had to tell him we don't have... You can have him on. I don't care. Oh, cool. we, can, we can have him on the show. You can have him on. I don't care. You know, me, no. I just, you know, I, I you know what I would do? I would do it for, like, Castle Chronicles or something. Since oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I'll put, I'm, I can do it on one of those shows. Yeah, because, I mean, the running, you know, the one thing I want people to understand, newer listeners may not know this, but um, the number one reason why we don't have... You know, guests, I'm talking about like stars, Hall of Famers. We don't have guests on these shows is because since day one, 
we don't have guests. I mean, I know we had, yeah, you know, I mean, Conan was a special reason. And we also had that, um, that adult film star who was in TNA for a little while. What was her name? Uh, Trina Michaels. Trina Michaels. You know, she, cause she was cool, you know, friend of the show. But other than that, you know, the, what we always took pride in is that when we were getting great numbers, as far as listenership goes, I would always joke around about a lot of these other podcasts that got good numbers, but it's because they had Hall of Famers and big time wrestlers on this show. I mean, look at Goofy Powell, uh, not Powell, fucking, uh, um, who's the guy on fucking, not, not Dave Meltzer, um, Wade Keller. Wade Keller. Yeah. Uh, fucking Mike Johnson, like two, number two. Uh, he, you know, he fucking interviewed uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley recently. And his numbers fucking shot up as far as ratings go. And, you know, you got, you know, the haters. Oh, did you see fucking, you know, uh, Keller's got better numbers in this week. And as soon as that fucking interview wore down, he went right back to the fucking bottom. So the fact that we're always in the top three of non-professional wrestling shows. And when I say non-pro, I mean, we're not Hall of Famers or former. We're not, we're not wrestlers. Yeah. We're not wrestlers or or people involved. The fact that. You were always in the top three for fucking over a decade. And the fact that we know that our numbers are based on because people are tuning in to hear us and not because who our guest is going to be. That's been the running thing since then. Like, we don't want to break that streak. Um, the closest that we ever came was, you know, I was going to have Vince Russo on. But even right. that wouldn't have been DTKC show. That would have been Breakfast with Blasi. And, right. um, you know, the Especially. only reason. Yeah, that didn't happen because. I said, you know, I want a certain number of likes. I don't fucking want likes on Twitter. I don't want to get tweet fucked, but I wanted to see how many people were really serious that would go on Twitter in front of their fans and actually say publicly, yeah, I want to hear Vince Russo talk to DT. You know, because on, on social media, you know, the popular thing is, is to rip the shit out of Vince Russo. Yeah, so I want to see how many people had the balls to fucking go against that. And unfortunately, it was about 50 short. And I said, if it doesn't get this number, I ain't doing it. And I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah you actually kept your word. Well, if I, are you guys on Patreon want to hear me have Billy Jack Haynes on Castle Chronicles, I'll do it, especially if you guys want to hear it. Should be definitely interesting. And I, and DT, you know, I know Billy Jack's career. So sure. be, uh, I'm a big Billy Jack fan. I don't have to even look it up. I, I, I know all about him. Yeah. So uh, it would be interesting. So maybe I could set that up. I'll write back to Billy and maybe we'll set it up for the next month. Yeah, it'd be pretty funny because you know, the two yeah, yeah. people he weren't witness killed and their first names were Don and Kev. That's, that's crazy. That is know. funny, but I got to kick out of these websites over the weekend and they're like, Oh, you know, Billy Jack Haynes reveals he witnessed two unsolved murders. And I'm like, do you fucking even pay it? That reminded me. And I hate to bring this up as an example, but it was a good one. When Ashley yeah. Mazzaro passed on, I yeah. mean, that was a tragedy. I showed my respect. And, you know, I, I gave her, you know, the, the, her, her due, you know, in a positive way. But with the whole scandal about the overseas tour, you know, with the, the troops, yeah. that story was ignored by about 80% of the goofy websites out there. You know, look, I got to give it to Satin and others because they did cover it at that time. But a lot of other goofs fucking ignored it because Ashley Mazzaro wasn't, you know, big on TV anymore. And it was just like, oh, I'm not going to really get any attention to it. The minute she fucking died, they tried to, 
sensationalize that story and they would word their articles so so specific that if somebody did a certain Google search, their name, you know, their name would be first on the list. And those are the fucking goofs that you stay away from. But the idea that this Billy Jack Haynes story is something new, you know, that's been brought out three or four times in the last couple of years. But, you know, they just don't pay attention. Yeah, I'll I'll write to them and I'll see uh, when we can schedule something for one of the shows. Either way, I'll, I'll... Maybe we'll make it a Patreon exclusive and uh, I will speak to the man and see what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, we could even, you know, make it available for everybody too. Yeah. If we can make it available for he might, yeah, he might want that. Let me talk to Billy and like, give him the, yeah, that's, well, that's your call. I, I, don't, I, I do not want to mislead him. Yeah, no, no, it's your call. Yeah. Look, it doesn't have to be uh, an exclusive on there, but okay. Okay. Man, we can do a, a thing for the general public and DT or Mitch. They can put it out and uh, it should be interesting. Like I said, I'm a fan. And if DT, you wanted to join me or if maybe I can get uh Draper on that would be interesting. He's a big Billy Jack yeah, fan. Honestly, too. the only reason why I'll pass is because I haven't said very pleasant things about Billy Jack Haynes in recent. Well, that, believe me, it wasn't comfortable writing back and forth. Yeah, it was but, just uh, an opinion. Look, I, I don't, you know, I, it's just an opinion. I just uh, I do account for some things I said, so trust me, I get it. Believe me, I. Wasn't, you know what? Uh, he's he's a tough son of a bitch. I'm sure he is. He is. He's just, he's and he's still with us. So that says something. You know, yeah. I mean, he's. He's still, and he's doing the convention circuit. And I saw him an interview with Bill Apter and, and he actually had a very good interview with Bill Apter. It came off very well. It was, uh, you know, he's hugging Bill. He was, you know, him and Bill are good friends. And, uh, again, let me, I'll write to him. I'll see what we can work out and I'll get in touch with DT and we'll work it out. Okay. Um, for those that are on YouTube, Jerry Lawler just launched the YouTube channel. It's going to focus on classic Memphis wrestling. Um, a lot of people are flooding me with this, and I'm going to just throw it out there. It's an elephant in the room. People are wondering what happened to Epic Sports on YouTube. Yes. I don't, I don't know to a certain extent, but I'll tell everybody this. Epic Sports is an awesome person, even though I don't know his name, even though I don't know anything about him. Everybody always thought that I was Epic Sports. I know nothing about the guy. Um, I've always wanted some type of an email address or a contact for him. And there really isn't any, you go on the YouTube channel, there's no contact information. And when I did my rant last, last Monday about AEW and talked about how, you know, it's interesting that week two and week three's TV have not been mentioned yet. And I understand, you know, they do, yeah. they did interviews about, you know, it's going to be live every week, but until you actually see more dates advertised, you know, something needs to be official. Not even 24 hours later, they announced the on-sale dates for week two and week three, which I thought was great. So I actually went out of my way and I did a special podcast on those two. Um, And uh, I, I focused on AEW. I put it over. I mean, I just praised it and fucking hyped it up. And I did a special podcast on Tuesday last week, just for AEW. So when Epic Sports was putting up clips I have no way of contacting him, so I sent him uh, a message. I don't. Do you have me on speaker? Because I hear like a little echo. No, I'm okay. I'm, I haven't moved. Okay, yes. all right. Well, anyway, what happened was, uh, long story short, I um, I sent him a message, and uh, through the post that he already put of the other clips that I said, and I said, Epic Sports, if you read this. Please do not put up my discussion on Monday about AEW. I did a whole special podcast the next day because TV was announced. And I put it on every channel that he had. 
And he just kept putting things up, putting things up. And he's liking other people's posts. And I'm saying he's got to be seeing what I'm posting. And then what does he do? He posts the stuff from Monday. So right away, a whole bunch of people, uh, DT, just to inform you, they did announce TV this and that. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I, I've been telling the guy for two days, do not post it. You could post Tuesdays because I did a follow-up. So because he posted it anyway, I said, look, if you're not going to have an email, if you're not going to have a contact, if you're going to just keep posting shit, And not fucking, you know, respect, you know, my request because it's our show, then I'm going to have to have the clip taken down. So what I did was I fucking contacted YouTube and I said, look, I own this fucking clip and I want it taken down and they took it down. So I don't know if he got pissed because I had it taken down. I'm thinking that's what happened now. Or or maybe maybe he got a a copyright strike. I mean, I didn't claim copyright on all the stuff. I only complained about that one clip because I didn't want that up there. And I appreciate the support and I appreciate everything that he does more than he can imagine. Of course. But, But at the same time, though, you know, when I just did 85 minutes talking about the TV deal and and giving specific details and and answering the stuff that I didn't know the day before and to put up the stuff from the day before, it's like, come on, man. You know, are you kidding me? So I have no idea what transpired, but that is exactly what went down. I ain't fucking lying. And anybody out there, if you're upset because he got shut down or he just decided he was going offline... I have nothing to do with that. But the bottom line is nobody should get upset with me because for three or four days I had on every post that he put, he put like seven or eight different clips of mine on every single one in big capital letters, Epic Sports. You read this. Please do not post my discussion from Monday. I did 85 minutes on Tuesday about AEW and all the questions are answered. Post that instead. What does he do? He posts the other thing and he's liking some of the responses on the other clips. But meanwhile, in capital letters is what I requested and he just ignored it. So I had the, the AEW clip taken down. So, yeah, that was, it seems to be for spite. That's very unfortunate because there was a lot of clips up there. Some of the people in the chat are even saying they got into us from TV tracks and yeah. Epic Sports. So now who's going to carry our clips now? Can we find well, them carry? Yeah, yeah, they just listen to our shows. I mean, um, really, you know, well, we had TV tracks for the longest time. We well, had Epic Sports. We we got we got traffic from that. So no, that I know, I know. I else? mean, yeah. you know, look if uh, if somebody out there wants to post it, I mean, obviously check with us first because you yeah. know the thing is is that TV tracks was getting some pretty decent advertising money from us. The reason why I believe to this day, now I did have contact info for TV tracks. TV tracks, I know who that was. And that man, he busted his fucking ass. Was he making making money off of it? Probably. But he put up so many different shows and he listened to everybody's clips and he really made everything nice and neat. And I think what happened, and you know, I'm 99% certain of this, when YouTube stopped monetizing wrestling podcasts, all of his hard work, he was getting nothing in return. And I think he just got burnt out. Well, everyone's saying that they found us from these means. So that does concern me a little bit that perhaps we need a presence on. uh, Well, you know what? I mean, you know, the the, the people can listen to us simply by clicking on our links. I mean, yeah, look, 
it, YouTube is great because you can individually listen to clips. But unfortunately, you know, I was, somebody said to me earlier, am I going to watch G1 Climax? And I said, well, let me say it like this. And I didn't mean it to sound like an asshole, but I said, let me say it like this. Eight hours of insurance work during the day, you know, preparation for all of the podcasts, you know, personal life. My father fucking bedridden because he broke his back last week. Uh, and broke his foot on top of it. My mother fucking having, you know, fake fucking valves in her heart and she's not doing well. Bird sitting, going in for surgery next week, fucking spending 15 hours a week doing research for the history show and having a relationship and then try to have some downtime. What that equals is that I'll watch G1 when I get the chance. I don't have that kind of time to be posting individual clips on YouTube. Although I always wanted to do that. Um, well, that's I, what I'm saying. Would we be able to do it on our own or do we, do we well, we, it, I, right now I don't have, no, no, not you having the time, but do we maybe get somebody to do it? Who's affiliated with the show or I mean, possibly, because I, I mean, because it just concerns me that everybody who's scrolling down the thing here and I'm being serious. I'm not even trying to have like some sort of debate mm -hmm. uh, that everyone's saying, I found you through this. I found you through that. There's not yeah. one person. Say they have sure. No, no, I know. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking that once I'm done with the history show, that will free up literally yeah. 15 to 20 hours a week. That it should not all see that the reason why I definitely could do it is because I use Adobe Audition, and all yeah. I have to do is while we're doing the show, I hit the fucking letter M in my computer and it puts a marker. And all I have to do is as we hit topics, I just keep hitting marker, 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 and then when I go back to it. Okay, this marker, we're talking about Swagger. This marker, we're talking about AEW. This marker, we're talking about Sasha Banks. And all I do is just literally take that marker and make it a separate file, and boom, it's online. So the, my work would not be all that hard. It's just once you start, you can't stop. And I well, think that's, that's crazy that we didn't even know the epic sports guy's name. We didn't know, we, we, do we even know it was a man? I, yeah, I think I, I, I have an idea who it is, but I honestly never knew completely. And look, he, that's crazy. he was, he was great with posting. No, no, I'm saying that's great, but that's so crazy that we don't even know yeah. who it is. Yeah. Like he's, he has our content and we don't know who the dude is. And the thing is, is that he focused solely on our show after a while. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he put up some good clips too. I mean, I'm, I'm bummed about it. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind well, of, you know what, it. if maybe he took it down because he was a little annoyed, you know, as quickly as he took it down, he could put it back up. I mean, I just, if he hears this, I just want him to understand you know, I didn't do anything to be spiteful. It's just that you got to understand, you know, this is our show. And although I appreciate all the clips you put up, if I tell you, listen, I, I did this discussion last Monday. I didn't know what was going on with week two, week three. And as soon as we, I, I found it so odd that I focused on only two and three. The right. next day, two and three come out. So I said, you know what? It would be disrespectful to AEW and it would be disrespectful for all of our listeners who are excited for AEW if I wait an entire week before I actually say, okay, we got an update regarding TV. So literally less than 18 hours later, I did a special show just for that. To, so people would have the update instead of being out, you know, out there with six, seven days. And he just totally ignored it. And it's like, come on, man, you know, if you're not going to, you know, at least once in a while, you know, and I say, look, don't post this, 
because I already cleared it up. Post this clip yeah. instead. This is accurate. I don't, it almost felt like he was posting the other one because it was going to get all his attention. Uh, DT, uh, wake up. Uh, they already announced the TV. Oh, DT, uh, here's some breaking news. They announced the TV. You know, he, when he posts our clips, the one thing that he doesn't do is he doesn't date them. And I'll give you no. a great example. A great, and I know some of you out there saw this. Okay. Last week, he posted a clip of us saying that Drew, uh, Drake Maverick has jumped the shark. And right. everybody's like, are you fucking kidding me? Drake Maverick, other than our truth is one of the highlights of the 24 seven belt. That clip was from the hotel room scene. Right. All right. He waited uh, uh, over a month to post a clip and posted it last week. And it sounded like it was from last week's episode. So people are like, the fuck is these guys talking about? He's one of the most over guys on TV right now. And I'm saying, why the fuck did you wait a month to put that out there? Everybody thinks that we're talking about it now. That was a month ago when they were doing this stupid shit in the hotel room. So that things like that doesn't help our show at all. Well, I'll say this. I mean, and allow me to say this, if just even on my well, on behalf of both of us, really. I mean, because listen, I have to mend fences with a lot of people in my other job. If, the Epic Sports guy, if you're listening to this show and there's some misunderstanding uh, and you spitefully took it down, don't know if you did, but I can kind of, I think we're pretty street smart guys, DT. We know what's going on here. Um, reach out to DT. Reach out to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I always wanted to, to give him can, stuff. We, we, yeah, we can mend fences. I mean, because really, it's it doesn't he disservice not be a lot mad. of He should not no. be mad because, you know, there was a legitimate reason why that clip should have never come up. What I'm afraid of is that maybe when he posted Jason stuff in the past and others, maybe some of those others had requested YouTube to take it down. And once you get a certain number of strikes, you lose your channel. And I just hope that taking that one clip down put him over the edge and YouTube said, you're done. Because that was I, not yeah, the case. I just... Well, let, let, hit us up either way. Let us know if there's fences to be mended. DT, you can do it. I can do it. I mean, if it was nothing out of your hands, let us know that too. If it was something yeah. that had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Either way, let us know. I mean, we're kind of in the abyss here. We don't know what's going yeah, on. I always and, wanted to give him some yeah. gifts and stuff for giving us so yeah. much exposure. I mean, look, we made no money off of YouTube and I don't know no, if he did. Nothing on YouTube. But um, I always wanted well, to return the favor. But, you know, there was no contact info. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't know no, nothing. We don't, about him. We know nothing about him. And Dells is saying three strikes, you're out on YouTube. I know Dells knows a lot about yeah, YouTube. Yeah, so that could be but, it. But so, yeah, so Epic Sports, if you hear this or anybody knows the dude, they just don't want to reveal that they know who he is, uh, have him reach out to Don, Tony, or me, or whatever. There's fences to be mended. We can do it. And if he got kicked off due to something else, let us know at least what happened. Yeah. So at least this way we know what happened. I mean, it's just to go and, okay, it's done. It, there's, that's that's no closure there. Yeah. That, just, that should bother everybody on this show that we don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't think um, he did anything spiteful. I just. But no, no, I don't. We don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, no, I, just, I just. I don't know. He was so such a big supporter. You know what I he mean? He was. Like, I mean, I, be, I'll tell you, I'm upset about it. I'm actually upset yeah, about it. Yeah, there would be no reason for him to 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 feel that it was spiteful. And you know what? Look, I could have came out here and just totally lied through my teeth and said, "Hey, I have no idea why I got taken down." But, um, you know, that's the truth. I mean, that clip, there was no reason to put it up. 
And I don't need to get into it again. I mean, I, we pretty much said uh, it, Well, Dells is saying you can retract the strike if he contacts you, and then you guys can come to terms. All he's got to do is you have to Well, if that's the case, yeah, that's not a big yeah. deal. But, um, you know, I definitely- Thank you, thank you, Dells, for uh, giving us some advice here, because I don't know what they even say. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the premiere episode of SmackDown on Fox, they're advertising it now as the 20th anniversary special. So uh, they're going to have quite a few Hall of Famers and stars from yesteryear that are going to appear. It may be similar to what we got with the Raw reunion earlier, you know, this month. Uh, But advertised so far for SmackDown for the first episode will be Kurt Angle, Lita, Booker T, Mick Foley, Hulk Hogan, Trish Stratus, Jared King Lawler, Goldberg, uh, Mark Henry, Ric Flair, and Sting. Wow, we haven't seen any of those guys in so long. <laughs> I was like, I'm hoping for The Rock, for God's sake. Somebody, can we have somebody different? My yeah. God. One man gang, maybe? Akeem? I don't know. Somebody different? I'm, I'm telling you, man, I um, I will still continue to say this. Uh, there must be some major issues between The Rock and WWE. Yeah, The Rock. They, they, they will not, they both agreed not to make it public, but the fact that you knew that there was going to be this major milestone for SmackDown. You knew there was going to be a major milestone for Raw. And you could, you know this a year in advance. And you mean to tell me not even once that The Rock couldn't fucking whip out his cell phone and record 90 seconds of a promo that could be yeah. aired? I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. How, how do you not have even a pre-recorded promo of The Rock? The fact that this man was just totally absent and then do interviews as recent as last week saying, you know, I quietly retired and wrestling, you know, was always in my heart. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, there's more to this because you do. His not- daughter is in the performance center, DT. His daughter, him and Danny's only daughter they had is from his first wife is, is uh, working out on a regular basis at the performance center. I yeah. think she's probably going to be a contracted development star soon. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and he's been seen there, but everyone mm-hmm. says, well, he lives not that far from that. Yeah, Mercado uh, 954 Noise has nothing to do with Paige's movie because uh, if the movie bombed Paige, who the movie was about, which fucking, it, this, the movie was about her and she is yeah. still featured on WWE. If WWE kept Paige around because of the movie, they would have released her by now. Um, They would have gotten rid of her the minute this fucking movie, you know, hype was done. And yeah, uh, that wasn't the case. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have a milestone for SmackDown. I mean, the Smack, SmackDown was the rock show. That was the reason why the, the show came out. The catchphrase is what got the name. Absolutely. Yeah. And to not even have a 60 second, 90 second fucking clip. Yeah. It is, there's no excuse for it. It's, it's, it's not like you woke up a week before and said, Oh my God, SmackDown one, whatever, 1000, whatever is this year or five. doesn't matter. They knew for a year in advance because when it was Raw 1000, I remember we went on our show and said, Hey, everyone, if you figure out the weeks, you know, SmackDown's milestone is going to be. And we knew that way in advance. We knew it. WWE knew it. The Rock knew it. Everybody knew it. And not even a minute cell phone footage makes no, especially with WWE with all those fucking cell phone things that they were doing at that time. You know, at least they stopped those big block letters in the middle of the screen that they were doing, like the fucking Batman stuff. When they would do this big, you know, like, I'm going to beat you at at WrestleMania and then put big pink letters on the screen, beat you, you know. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know if some people think that this is terrible. Maybe some people think it's great. But NXT's Kavita Devi, uh, Devi, she's got a torn ACL surgery. She will be out of commission. Um, a lot of people thought that, you know, she was the drizzling shits. I mean, you don't ever wish injury on someone, but, you know, I don't know how she got injured, but she's off TV for the foreseeable future. Oh, that's too bad. Um, Lance Storm closing yeah. his school at the end of 2019. I didn't realize that he was out there for 14 15, years. Yeah, almost 15 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, trained a lot of people over the years. Yeah. Pillman Jr., Oni Larkin, Emma, Taya Valkyrie, mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze, Peyton sure. Royce. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he trained Peyton Royce. Jesus. Well, um, you know Maybe that's why he's closing down. I mean, look at Peyton Royce in the ring. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, all right, you, you, you know what, you know, when you get no, too man. old and you're a baseball and you start batting 210 and you're, you're missing yeah. like regular pitch, like, all right, I think it's time to go. That's like, I think maybe, you know, Peyton Royce was, you know, the swing and a miss a little bit too often. Like, all right, I think it's, I'm joking around. Yeah, Lance, I'd leave that out of the liner notes of who you trained. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But no, nah, Lance is obviously respectable. Nah, he's Pillman, awesome. Pill- yeah, Pillman Jr. would probably be the last of his. I mean, students who's like up and coming, but yeah, Taya Valkyrie, uh, Emma, a lot of females. Actually and you know what? She's them. actually uh, not a bad talent at all. It's just. No, she's not. She's not. I actually have grown, I, I have grown to like her. It's just the, the gimmick and the way WWE yeah. used them. And they got on this obsession with, you know, being the annoying uh, loud mouths and, you know, being the wimps and pussying out, not having matches and. You know, it just it just was god awful, and now they're not the champs anymore, and yeah. you see what their net worth is. I mean, yesterday we were actually joking yesterday, like, wait a minute, is, is Alexa Bliss all of a sudden a baby face? Well, I think we got the answer tonight because I actually said yes. I said wouldn't be surprised if next day they're right back to her being a heel, and she's hanging, you know, standing over fucking uh, Kyrie Sane and she's rubbing her eyes like, Oh, you lost boo hoo. So yeah, yeah, they were very heelish. And so was, uh, her, uh, her partner there. So yeah. they were acting, they were acting kind of heelish. I agree. I yeah. don't know what was up. I don't know what was up with that actually. And you know what? Speaking of Lance Storm, we have, uh, Chris Jericho teaming up with two mystery partners for AEW's debut on TNT. And there's, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's rumors going around. I think Meltzer had said that the rumors are, it's going to be Ortiz and Santana of LAX. I don't know why that would be. I I was thinking, you yeah. know what? I would actually enjoy if Lance Storm was one of the mystery partners because of their history with the thrill seekers. I mean, look, they're bringing Tully Blanchard in to continue that Rhodes versus Horseman feud through Cody. So, you know, why not have Lance Storm be one of Jericho's mystery partners? I don't think that people would have a problem with that. No, I don't think so either. I think that that he could probably still go. I would think he's training people. Yeah. Right. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But um, I don't know, man. I just like Ortiz and Santana with Jericho. It's like I don't know. Yeah. It has nothing to do with nationalities, Mike. It <laughs> just, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. It's like it just feels like you're just throwing two people in there. I mean, I, I have a feeling it's it should be somebody different. I, I wouldn't mind if one of them was Lance Storm. It should be two people from Jericho's past. I don't like the random idea. So Maybe it'll be, uh, what was the name of the guy who was his, who was his bodyguard in... Uh, oh, Ralphus? 
Yeah, Ralphus died. No, he's not dead. No, he? I think he's still alive. Oh, okay, he's still alive. Maybe it could be Ralphus. You know what? I'm a little surprised that like autograph signings and like conventions haven't like invited Ralphus more. Even though he didn't do anything, it's like one of those pop culture like wrestling icons from the nineties that But you, you know, gotta be a real diehard fan, DT, to remember him. I'm a, does everybody in chat room remember Ralph? No, you know, look, if you're a big Jericho fan, you know Ralph. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I just, even if he didn't have the belly anymore, I think I think it would be, I actually would would like to, you know, if I had the opportunity to, to you know, see Ralph. So I think I would get a kick out of it. Ralph. I mean, look, he was nothing, but that what was funny about it. He fucking just, he looked like he, look, I hate to say it like this. He looked like he, uh, you know, was a little, had a little bit of uh, an issue. Maybe, you know. Central? Or maybe he was slow. I, I, I'm trying to say this politically correct. You know, it looked like that maybe, you know, a couple of eggs short of a dozen. Could you, be. you know, not the not sharpest knife in the drawer, you know, but that's what made it so great. He wasn't a bodyguard. So when he's fucking coming out there with Jericho, it was satire. That's what I loved about it. And yeah. Raffus was funny and he wouldn't do anything. And it was funny. Man, he didn't do anything. He didn't have to take too many. But did he ever take a bump or did he? I don't, I don't know. No, no. I, in fact, I, I, I even think he fought in a hardcore match. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> Oh, you, you know, when we get those questions once in a while, you know, if you could be any wrestler from yesteryear, what would you most likely be? I probably would have been Ralphus. Yeah. Because I can't <laughs> I can't do all that much, you know? Ralphus. Uh, I probably would have been Ralphus. But oh um, my God. speaking of AEW, uh, they there's rumors that they will have another pay-per-view late in the year. There are a lot of rumors are November. Uh, November is Thanksgiving, so, you know, during the month. So we don't know exactly yet how it would fit in, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Well, there's also very big news coming out of AEW. If you saw today, they signed uh, Orange Juice Jones, the guy who sang The Rain back in uh, 1986. Are you kidding me? No, they signed Orange Cassidy. Okay, all right. But every time I hear the name Orange, I think of, you remember uh, DT, you were DJ, Orange Juice Jones. Sure. Uh, the rain. I remember saw rain? you. Oh my God. That's Walking right. Walking in the rain. And then, and then they had the 14 different remix versions of it. Yeah. The, oh my favorite my part of that song is the end. Oh my God. I think, uh, what, did, what did he say? I'm like cornflakes without the milk. Yeah, I'm like cornflakes. Yeah, something, something like that. Rad. Even Crestman knows who it is. Crest, that song hit your area in Canada? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it was like a big New York radio uh, staple. And we mentioned, of course, last night, anybody didn't hear it, uh, one of mine and DT's favorite uh, disco DJs passed away over the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Paco, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to, um, to you know, reminisce last night. After the show was done, I forgot I had a big insurance thing I had to have ready for 9 o'clock this morning. So yeah. I didn't go to sleep till 4, and then I had to get up at 6. So I'm on fumes right now, so we're going to pretty right. much start wrapping this up. But uh Everyone. You gotta have a you gotta have a Paco thing on Blasi a breakfast with Blasi or blah blah blah. Yeah, I think you know what if uh, if I we we get some requests, I will definitely put some out there. I definitely could go. I mean, some people have asked me to post some like uh, the old school music that I was into. So I I mean, look, yeah. I could definitely pull up some Paco super, super mixes very very quickly. So that'd be awesome. Actually. That'd yeah, be very cool. Um, were you on Texas podcast Masker last week? 
Yes, I was on Texas Podcast Massacre last week, and thanks to Mitch and, and the guy and the gang over there. It was a lot of fun. We did a review of uh, the Devil's uh, Rejects, and it was a lot of just a lot of fun. Every time I go in there, it gets more fun. Every time it was my third time on there, um, and uh, you know, like I said, I just we talk a little bit about wrestling. We talk a little bit about SummerSlam, but yeah, it's up now. It's posted on the Texas Podcast Massacre page. Over there, give it a like if you have one. Well, give it a follow if you haven't checked out the page yet. And uh, their movie reviews are very efficient and a lot of fun. And they, from soup to nuts, we cover everything from the you know from the acting to the soundtrack to you know the money the movie made. And, I mean, we go over everything about the movie, so okay. it's it's in full discussion. If you're a horror fan, uh, they have a backlog of of all sorts of horror movies, classics, and modern films too mm. that you guys will love. So if you're a horror fan, go check it out. Yeah. Um, shoot the defense, Stell. Great soccer podcast. I know a lot of listeners out there tune in. Uh, we have big international audience. Soccer is big overseas, obviously. He's got a Patreon page as well. A lot of content that goes back to 2013. A lot of uh, footage that you can't, you know, hear on the online. Definitely support Stell and Shoot the Defense. You can find him on Twitter at Shoot the Defense. Rockreviews.com, another awesome podcast. Focuses on a lot of uh, music from yesteryear. Um, just done, done in a very entertaining and funny way. Dells, as we shout out earlier, great uh, podcast. A lot of it reviews on sneakers, and it is legit as far as sneakers goes. He doesn't just like, uh, you know, look at a sneaker and say, oh, that's a nice looking sneaker. He actually gets real specific and, uh, Reviews pretty much, I mean, if there's a sneaker out there that you always wanted to consider getting, he likely has a review up. And because he's a huge wrestling fan and goes to a lot of conventions, he's got a lot of wrestling interviews up and going as well and uh, gets along with everyone. You know, it's um, it's an awesome channel. He's on YouTube under the name Sneaker Addict. You have uh, Christ in the Toyverse. Bob O'Mac does a great podcast as well, Undercover Capes. You can find them on YouTube and on his website. Uh, reviews a lot of collectibles. Bobbleheads did my infamous one, and he's the one that does a little satires with me with Ninja Turtles and Star Trek. So Bob O'Mac awesome. is good people. Definitely. You your Best Bargains, LLC, Amazon and eBay store. Mike, uh, good people. I have uh, shopped from him plenty of times. And uh, Raul Romo's House of Cards on eBay. If you're into wrestling cards, maybe building a set, some vintage packs, maybe you need some oddball cards. He's got some great shit up there. Uh, check him out on eBay. And also SubZeroComics.com for your wrestling comic book and collectible needs. And finally, Elman Shaw, great artist. He's on display. Go to DonTony.com. The link is there. If you're into like pop culture artwork, stuff from yesteryear, if you like old school video games, just go browse past this store because I know a few of you out there who said to me, you know, I finally checked out his store and I fucking bought this, bought that. He's a great artist. And if you're into like, you know, oddball artwork, you got to go seek out his store. He's really, yeah. really talented. And I have some of his artwork. So very cool. But uh, other than that, you know, for those that are interested, Sunday, October 20th in Chicago, um, Bound for Glory is going to be taking place. They have um, some ticket packages out there. Ti uh, titanium, which is front row and golden circle. Tickets went on sale today. Um, 
general admission goes on sale. Uh, actually, no, that went on sale yesterday as well. Titanium tickets, $300. That gives you like the golden circle. Front row's $100. Um, wait, no. Titanium is $300. Front row's $100. Golden circle is 60 And mm. titanium gives you admission to the Impact Plus live prelude to glory show on Friday, October 18th in South Bend, Indiana. Um I'm a little confused. If you go to South Bend, Indiana, I think you have to find your own way to Indiana and then to Chicago. So they must be close by, but you get five autographed photos. You get awesome seats, photo ops. I mean, there's just a lot of great shit. And those prices are very reasonable. And speaking of reasonable, you know, when I did the AEW special episode last Tuesday, I had said that tickets... We're going to be going on sale um, shortly, and we would have the information by that Friday. Well, it is now available, and tickets are going on sale Friday, August 16th, 12 noon. And I know the first AEW on TNT not only sold out, but ticket prices online, the secondary market is really, really high. Uh, Some people, I think, are nuts what they're asking for. But the tickets... For week uh, week two and week three, which is, I believe, Boston and Philadelphia, prices are extremely reasonable. $20, $35, $50, $75, and $90. So, Not you know, if you could all. get lucky and get, you know, some front row or even ringside for 90 bucks, even if you can't make it, that's something where you probably get a nice little profit on the, re, re, you know, the secondary market. But, um, you know, I'm still... Waiting on some of you out there to let me know if you're going to be going to the Philly uh, at one on October 16th. I am seriously considering on taking a drive. So, you know, let me know if you're serious and please do not tweet. Fuck me. If you are, <laughs> if you're not going, don't tell me you're going. And then I go and because that happens all the time. It's it, oh, yeah. And then or even with the shirts. Oh, my God. Put that on a shirt. I'm there. And then, yeah, you, oh, that was five it. years ago. So, oh, but, by the way, uh, John and Jay Stewart said uh, the ride from uh, Indiana to Chicago is only 90 minutes. Okay, so I guess it'd be like, it'd be like I'd be like us going to like uh, Suffolk County out in Long Island. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, um, you know, Hamptons and uh, yeah. Maybe Hamptons and Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. And you know what? It's probably a much nicer drive in Indiana compared to New York. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, probably less road rage as well. Uh, You people asking if we're going to watch the Steve Austin. I'm going to actually check out the Steve Austin show in a few minutes after we're done with the show. Yes, I have to actually go back to work. But I'm going to. It's only a half hour show, so I'll check out straight up Steve Austin. Maybe we talk about it tomorrow night on uh, the show uh, Extra. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm going to see it tonight, but I'll probably watch it during the day tomorrow. You know, I'm on thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm on a call at work and uh, on hold for like twenty thirty minutes. It's when I sneak (laughs) sneak in sometimes. So yeah, all right. I will talk to you tomorrow immediately after SmackDown. Yes, we'll catch you all Patreons tomorrow for DTKC Extra. Yep. Sounds good. All right, peace. All right, later. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. If you have not checked out the SummerSlam pay-per-view recap yet, uh, it was done yesterday with the Soup Guys and us together. Uh, Ran about 90 minutes and got into everything that is SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown. SummerSlam. That's why we didn't talk too much about SummerSlam today. 
Uh, obviously, tomorrow on SmackDown, we'll probably see Bray Wyatt once again. And it looks like, you know, he is SmackDown guy. Although they keep doing this wild card thing. Uh, if you notice, it seems like WWE is going to start tweaking this wild card a little bit. You see a little bit with the matches now on on Monday where they will have a little bit of commercial. If I if I remember correctly, I think the Miz and Ziggler wasn't that match in progress when it came back from commercial. But um, I think you will ultimately see Bray Wyatt on Raw. I think between the ten and eleven o'clock hour, that is a must. Uh, but you know, we'll see if we see him tomorrow on SmackDown. But definitely check out that episode, the History Show as well. For those listening live, stay tuned. You got some additional content. For everyone else, again, I hope you enjoyed it. If you're on Patreon, make sure you check us out live tomorrow night, Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern on Discord. Wednesday will be Breakfast with Blossy. Thursday will be Dark Chronicles. Friday, I'm not sure yet about blah, blah, blah. Um, But Saturday will be, once again, Season 2, Episode 33 of This Week of Wrestling History. Everyone be well. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found myhealthpolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.